Welcome. This is uh, Punch in the Face Marketing's first audio podcast. Uh, I am Scott Campbell, and here we also have Steve Bailey. Uh, we'll first talk a little bit about who we are, why you should maybe listen to us, and uh, today's topic. So I'll kick it off. Um, like I said, my name is Scott Campbell. Um, Join Punch in the Face Marketing. Uh, we The reason why we created this is that we're basically kind of tired of a lot of conflicting information out there on how to how to market and grow your business. And with a lot of the new fads out there, um, we just feel that it's very misleading. Uh, I personally have experience in business development, creating business plans, analytics, and more of the outbound sales, uh, more of the face-to-face phone prospecting kind of uh, experience. And you can jump in now, Steve, and explain a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, my name's Steve Bailey, uh, B-O-E-H-L-E. That is Bailey, if you can believe that. Um, I, I, I'm similar to Scott. I'm very into, uh, I, I believe there's a lot of information out there. Um, so when we, we started Punch in the Face Marketing, it was something that we we kind of thought, okay, there, there's all this information out there. There's all this stuff going on. How do we kind of break through the noise? How do we kind of find the things that are going to benefit businesses and people that are trying to build something online? So um, that's kind of the background of where the company was or what kind of what I got into it as well. But uh, my, my background is in marketing. I've been in marketing my entire life since college. Um, Big, big Fortune 500 companies down to small companies, and I've been trying to help uh, small businesses, real estate agents, um, anybody that needs help marketing, getting a presence online, doing anything like that. So I've been doing that for the last couple of years and been enjoying it. So it's uh, been a fun ride. Yeah, and I think it's important to note uh, the reason why we started this business and this podcast is it's our belief and from what we've seen through experience is that there's no single right method or one thing that you should do to grow your business. You really need to take a holistic approach. Every business is different. Every business is going to need um, to to take a slightly different approach in how to grow uh, uh, new customers and retain those customers, whether that's relying a little bit more heavily on inbound marketing um, or, uh, you know, uh, uh, doing the whole social media thing, or there's going to be some companies out there um, that, that you know, need a little bit more of the old school method. That's just picking up the phone and calling on uh, new prospective clients. And we try to fill in those gaps. And uh, what our what our goal is basically to is to assess your company and to assess um, what is the best fit to, to reach new audiences. So with that. Uh, today's first topic is all around business plans. I know it doesn't sound like it is the most exciting thing to talk about, but I personally believe um, it is a must-have. It's not just another uh, one of these pointless business exercises that you need to do. Um, we've all been there. We've all been in companies given assignments that just feels like it's filler work um, just to keep you busy throughout the day. But uh, it's been my observation and my experience that uh, the folks who actually take the time to sit down and craft craft out a well-thought-out business plan are the ones who are really successful versus the ones who uh, quit on their dreams early and uh, give up on their aspirations. And what I think that if there's any takeaway for this podcast today 
it's to uh, know that you don't have to be perfect on your first go around creating your business plan. Um, it is my belief that you should just get something on paper. And usually it's just kind of a, the initial brain dump. Um, you're not going to know all the answers. You're not going to know who all of your competitors are or what their strengths and weaknesses are, especially if you're just starting out. And that, that's just ridiculous. Um, you can go to Barnes and Noble or any bookstore. There's plenty of books on how to craft a business. Uh, it's all a business plan, but the reality is, is that these books are written by people that I personally don't think have ever owned or grown a business themselves. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they have you believe that you need to have all the information be beforehand before you can actually start earning some real money, which is just nonsensical. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. I think another thing, too, as you're crafting this thing out, it, it helps you build a plan. So a lot of times, you know, as a business owner, an entrepreneur, you're like, I have this great product. I have this great service. Everybody needs it. Everybody wants it. Great. Okay, but now what do you do? What's the next step? How do you kind of organize your business in order to, you know, market it, put the product out? How, how are you going to position yourself out there? So it helps you as you go through the steps. You know, like Scott was saying, you don't have to be perfect the first time, but these steps are there to help you make sure that you have a, a solid plan going forward. That way you're not just kind of throwing stuff out there and seeing if it works. You know, that's the worst way to build, build a business because you may be going down the wrong hole, wrong path and you may be looking at the wrong customer base. You might be looking at the wrong um, you know, industry. You know, the, these going through these steps is really what helps you flush that stuff out, helps you get to a place where you are really, really rock solid in, in your foundation. And then that foundation is going to change. Yeah, you know, and and Scott, I, I think you believe this too. Is as you go, I mean, your your customer base may change, or you may add, you know, a, a slightly different, um, you know, portion or a different service to your business, and that completely changes the way you do it. So, you know, it's not set in stone, but it's definitely a good exercise to get you going, and it really helps you kind of get get that plan in place. And this is a the business plan too. It's it's important to note that this is a living and breathing document. Um this is this is your business bible. Um uh, like I mentioned, you're not going to have all the answers. You're you're not going to be extremely descriptive the first go through. Uh, but as you learn more, as you become a little bit more savvy on your customer base and your competitors, you're going to fill in the blanks. And if you look at it from the high level, what, what is really the point of doing something like this? In my opinion, it's, it's to eliminate a lot of time wasters and a lot of frustrations. Most likely, if you have a, a decent idea, there's going to be a large amount of people that want what you have. And all a business plan does is, is makes it that you can target those people as efficiently as possible without getting frustrated. Um, yep. It's my it's also my belief that there's really two types of people out there. You have people who are the, the go getters that have an idea and they just they just basically throw crap at a wall and hope something sticks. And then you also have uh, the planners out there who are kind of on the opposite extreme. And these are the people who will do a business plan, will sit down, but they'll never actually launch officially and actually go out there and, and try to make something happen most likely because they're probably a little bit nervous or afraid to do so. So it's important to have that nice balance. You want to be able to plan, analyze what you're doing, but you also want to continually 
uh, you know, going out there and, and making mistakes. And, and that's all part of the game. And, and the quicker that you can get stuffed on paper and going, um, the better off you'll be, in my opinion. Yep, I, I completely agree. I'll give you an example. When I first started my, uh, my first consulting business, it was, it was a while back. I, I didn't do this. I didn't do this portion. I didn't go through the business plan. I, I sat there and I was like, oh, okay, you know, people need my services. I'm just going to magically find customers, right? They're just going to show up at my doorstep because, you know, they, they need my services. So, I, I mean, I had everything in my head of, you know, what the product was, you know, how I'm going to do the product, what, you know, all these different things, what I'm going to consult in, basically, right? Uh, when it came down to it, um, it completely failed because I didn't put any plans in place on customer acquisition, right? So it was, oh, I can sit here behind my, my computer and I can continue to blog and I can continue to use social media and I can keep trying to find people that way. But I didn't have any other or other outlets to try and find things. So this going through the business plan, um, this is what really helps you kind of put that plan in place and say, hey, this product is set up for this customer base. Now, now not that I know that, how do I go and find that customer base? Mm-hmm. How do I put that in place? How am I going to fund this stuff? Where's the the money for some of the marketing, some of the the uh, um, the tactics coming from? Um, but it really puts that that kind of thing in place, so that way you don't just, hey, I got this product, come find me, you know, because that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Let, let's be honest, nobody's just going to find you. Yeah, uh, you have to go out there proactively. Maybe after time you start to really get a name for yourself or something but mm-hmm. um uh, up front nobody knows who you are nobody really cares who you are mm-hmm. um you have to go out there and, and make it make it you make it make it your your product so yeah that's a good that's a good point and, and another kind of fallacy out there that i that i've i've thumbed through and i've seen a lot of business books is <clears throat> they make you believe that you have to be extremely formal in how you write your business plan and you have to be very professional. And and they all, I think, kind of assume that you're going to be presenting this information to a banker or some kind of uh, investor, which for, I think, 99% of us, it's not applicable to us. I mean, we, we're not going to, we all know, I mean, we know, we all know in today's day and time and, and the way the economy is, is that, you know, there's there's not investors and bankers out there eagerly waiting to give us money. But we also live in a time where there's so many methods uh, for reaching new business that you don't need to have a whole lot of money or really any money to get something off the ground, get it started, uh, grow quickly, and and down the line, uh, maybe then you can reassess your needs uh, for for a loan or for an investment. So, you know, keep this document informal. I mean, this document is most likely just going to be read by the person creating it or maybe by one or two other people who um, are the owners of, of your of your business. So you can keep it informal, keep it bullet pointed. Um, you don't need to, uh, you know, drag on and on and on about, uh, you know, what you're trying to do for each of these different uh, components of the business plan. Just just get something on paper. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It's mm-hmm. get, get something on paper. You know, it, it doesn't have to be you know, written like a lawyer, right? It, it needs to be written in your voice. You need to put your thoughts on paper. It needs to be something that you you crafted, right? It, it, this is your business. This is something that that you want to do. This is your dream, your passion. So, yeah. you know, if, if bullet points work for you, yeah. fantastic. You know, like Scott was saying, I mean, 99% of people aren't going to be going to some uh, bank to get a loan. You know, I mean, 
if you are going to do that, yeah, definitely clean it up. You don't want to go in there with some chicken scratch on the back of a napkin. But, uh, you know, just to get things going, get your first draft out there. I think going through that first draft is really going to help formulate your ideas and put a plan in place. Um, you know, and maybe is maybe at the end of the, the business plan, it's like, you know what? I need to go find some investors. You know, okay. Now you know. Now you went through the process. Now you know you need to get some investors. You need some more capital. But knowing that, you may never have gotten to that point unless you went through this exercise. So, what, what's the what's the beautiful part about doing a business plan is as you're writing it, ideas and and uh, things are going to come to your head that that you never once thought of before. As you kind of keep reiterating your process, keep kind of looking over what you're doing, um, and it's really going to help clarify your mission, your goal, what it is that you're actually trying to do. Uh, sometimes it's going to be a bit painful. Um, you're going to come to some of these sections and you're going to realize that something isn't airtight that you need to really look at. Uh, that is the point of doing a business plan. So, um, you know, with that, I think the goal for today, we're going to go over what I see as the eight key components of a business plan. Um, within each of these components, there's, there's different sub subcategories, if you will. Um, I would encourage you to jump over to our uh, website, punchinthefacemarketing.com. Uh, uh, we're currently uh, updating uh, this blog every day on business plans, filling in the gaps, kind of teaching you uh, how to more articulate, uh, go through each of these sections and, and craft them. So I'm not going to bore you to death with the details here. We're going to go over and touch on the eight key components um, and then we'll leave it up to you to either start it right away. But if you need a little guidance, jump over and uh, check out some of our blog articles. You ready? Let's do it. All right. So at the high level, I'm just going to run through the eight real quick. So starting from top to bottom, you're going to have your executive summary. Following that, um, it's a company description. Uh, then the number three is market analysis. And then organization and management. And then you're going to outline your service and product lines. Finally, or excuse me, then your marketing and sales, funding, financial projections, and that would about wrap it up. So those are the eight high levels. I know I just ran through a list there. We're going to go eat through each of these different components, touch on them very briefly. Um, and please, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to comment on this podcast or on the blog, and, and we'll try to try our best to help you out. So um, the first thing uh, I listed off was the uh, executive summary, and uh, I kind of lied to you. This is actually going to be the last thing that you write. This is kind of the synopsis of everything that you've done uh, written in, in a real brief format. Um, in a nutshell, what the executive summary is is, is just a brief statement. Uh, what your company is, what your business goals are, and why your idea is going to last the test of time. And uh, that is easier said than done. Um, so you kind of need to go through the rest of the steps in order to formulate um, the executive summary. Um, so kind of skip over that section, uh, first of all. Um, but where you're going to want to start is your company description. And uh, this is what I call the elevator pitch. It, it's basically uh, like somebody asking you, what do you do for a living? Uh, you're not going to want to ramble on for uh, five minutes. You're going to want to give somebody a quick overview of what you do as a business, and then they can kind of tune in to see if they want to learn more or not. Um, so I don't know if you have any uh, 
comments on that, Steve? No, I think this is kind of, if you have like a mission statement or something that you've put together, you know, what we do, your company mantra, if you will, um, you know, put, put this in there. It, it could be as simple as that, right? Our business is here to do X, Y, and Z. Um, put it down on paper. It's a good starting point, And then, you know, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Keep it short, too. I mean, this is not the place where you need to get into extraordinary detail. Um, this is why you're getting into business. I mean, this is why you're doing what you're doing. And uh, I should also clarify that th this can be for if you're a real estate agent listening to this. It's, it's important to write down what it is that you're doing. I mean, it might seem common sense, but get it on paper, clarify it, and, and clarify what your goal is. Are you trying to go after uh, first-time home buyers? Are you doing commercial real estate? What exactly are you doing? Um, this starts to kind of help formulate the voice, too, that, that you're going to use with your customers, right? Because to, to Scott's example, if you're a real estate agent looking for new home buyers, you know, first-time home buyers, you're going to talk to them a whole lot different than you are going to be somebody that's looking for a multi-million dollar home. Um, everything from your images, your graphics on your website to your actual message and your tone and your voice is all going to be different. So this kind of helps you start formulating who, what you're trying to do so you can start getting into that mindset and start thinking about some of those types of things. Yeah, this is this is this section I like to think about. It's like going back to middle school when we all learned the who, what, where, and why. This is what this section is. You want to first ask yourself, the who question. So who is this product or service that you're doing for? You want to ask yourself what? Describe uh, uh, what your plan is and, and, and what you plan to provide at a high level. Um, where? This is your location. Where are you based? Um, if you're an e-commerce business, then just simply note that you're going to be doing business primarily online. And then finally, the why. Um, why do you see a need for your product or, or, or service out there? What kind of demand is it going to fill, fulfill in the customer's eye? So um, that, that's about that. It should give you a start. Um, again, just think of the who, what, where, and why, and that should uh, be pretty sufficient to kick you off. Um, so moving on, uh, the next section is your market analysis. And, you know, basically this is a fancy word of just saying, you know, do some of your research. Um, you want to know, uh, at least at the high level, you don't have to know um, a, a particular, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you don't have to uh, really get in the weeds with this, but you need to know if your industry is growing. Do you see it growing in the next 5, 10, 15 years? Um, looking at some of your competitors, um, you know, what are they doing? What direction are they going? So this is all about your market research. Um, and, and it's as easy as just doing a quick Google search, really. Um, you don't need to make it more complicated than that. Um, you know, by doing a quick Google search, you'll be able to kind of quickly see through some articles uh, the industry that you're in. And uh, if you see that it's, it's a dying industry or if it's something that you see growing, and hopefully it's the latter. Yep. I would say, too, one of the big things I would look at is, is your competition. Uh, just kind of see how they're doing things. How, you know, that way you can differentiate yourself a little bit. Do, do your research because you don't want to do the same exact thing as your competition because it, it starts to kind of crowd the market a little bit. So make sure that when you're doing this, you're looking at your competition. You want to differentiate yourself somehow, some way. Just make sure that, you, that you're doing it different, you're doing it better, uh, whatever the case is. So Yeah, and I know there's going to be some people listening to this who are just starting off, and they're going to probably be screaming that you don't know who your competitors are. 
I, I get that. I know that feeling. We all hear about that whenever you pick up any business book, you know, research your competitors. Well, sometimes that's not always an easy thing to do. Um, if you're if you're in an industry or you're starting up a business and, and you're virtually starting from zero, you don't have any money. Um, who are really your competitors? Um, you know, is it really the big multi-billion dollar company that's kind of doing the same thing? Not really. I mean, they have a lot of advantages over you right now. That's reality. But what is important for you to do is look at those guys, see what they are doing and see where you can provide an extra benefit. And, you know, we're always told that you need to be different and you need to, you know, provide something that nobody else ever has. And in some ways it's true. Some ways it's, it's just BS. Um, what you can provide can be very small. Um, for example, a lot of these big, big guys, you know, big companies out there, they hire so many employees that it's hard for them to really provide a great customer experience. So maybe that can be your niche, at least at the start, is really giving that individualized attention, whereas the big boys won't. Um, but my point is, get it on paper. Yep. yep. Um, Agreed. Also, for the market analysis, it, it's a perfect time to start to uh, trying to think about your customer persona. Um, and start at high level. You know, do you see the customer being male or female? You know, how much money do they bring home in a year? Um, you know, what does that customer look like? And uh, it doesn't need to be extremely scientific, but I, I, I bet you that you probably already have a, a good general idea of, of who you're trying to target. And it's important to try to visualize that and make it a real person. Um, you know, too many times we're, we're vague about who we're targeting and, and it's okay to, you know, even create a person with a fictitious name and their habits. Um, what that does is it helps you craft your message. It helps you craft whatever you're trying to do for that type of person. And most likely that person that you're envisioning, not only does that person probably exist out there, but there's probably a whole lot of them. Uh, yep. Yeah. They're not going to all share the same name and, have the exact same characteristics, but most likely by you taking the time out to, to craft and to envision that customer persona, what you're really doing is you're, you're basically targeting these people who can relate to what you're doing. Um, and, and, you know, we've all experienced it. We've all been on a website or bought something where, you know, we read something and it just kind of hit the right notes within us. We read it, we read it and it's like, wow, I can really relate to that. They really understand my needs. And, and that's what makes you buy. I mean, that's that's human psychology. Yep. Yeah. Basically, you're just trying to create a fictitious person that is a general summarization of, of your customers. This is something, again, you know, you want to get it on paper. It's going to change over time as, as your products and services change. So is your customer persona. So, yeah, just get a, a rough idea and and keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after after you get done through that, uh, the next section is, um, you know, you can you can title it organization and management. Uh, look, like I said, majority of the people out there listening to this, you're probably um, you're probably a maverick, a one man show, or you might have one or two other people helping you out doing what you're doing. Um, but this this section is really just to get it on paper. You know, uh, who's the owner of, of your business or, or your service? Um, what are their kind of their responsibilities? What do they bring to the table? Um, and really, it's a good uh, you know, it's it's a perfect time to kind of hash out, um, you know, if there is money involved, who's going to be putting in money, uh, what percentage that they own of the company, et cetera, like that. Uh, but but don't don't make it too hard on yourself on this one. 
yeah, I think this is one of the easier easier sections. It's like, yeah, who who's involved? Mm-hmm. Done. There we go. <laughs> you're, you're done. Uh, you're not going to have 5,000 employees. So uh, <laughs> even if, if you do, you're go, probably not going to list it, them all in this section. If you go to if you go to our site and you read our section, I mean, it's pretty vague and pretty simple. But I did that on purpose. Uh, you know, it's just basically Steve and I. Done. Next yep. section. <laughs> <laughs> Move uh, on. Yep. <laughs> Um, so yeah, after that, um, it's your service and product in line, uh, service for product line is the next section. Um, uh, again, this is pretty self-explanatory. This is really where you're going to dig deep into the nuts and bolts, uh, of what you want to provide or what you are providing to customers. Uh, you know, look, don't have a panic attack when you come to this section, what you're really trying to do is, is put your ideas, put it on paper and really crystallize it. And uh, this is the section where you can get into a little bit more of nitty gritty detail on all the little nuances of what you're doing. And what I find helpful with this section is by doing that and by going through some of these smaller, uh, even it seems like nonsensical things about your products or services, it, it's going to help pop out or is going to help kind of create an image in your mind about what makes you different. And this is really, uh, you know, I don't know about you, Steve, but when I wrote this, I mean, this is the one that kind of got me excited, really writing it down what we're providing to people. You really start to think and, and see that, wow, you know, you're providing a great service and um, this should make you proud of whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, if you, if you can't get amped up about this section, mm-hmm. uh, you might need to find a new business, mm-hmm. right? Because th- this is what you're doing. This is what you're providing. This is what your passion is, right? So if, you, if you're if you just kind of going through the motions on this one and just kind of putting some stuff down and you're not just getting excited and pumped to get out there and start selling, start start doing stuff, eh, maybe you need to look at something else, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so again, obviously, we don't know what you're doing. So, you know, just jot it down. Um, after you get down uh, done with your products and services, you're going to get into your marketing and sales strategies. Um, I think personally, this is um, the most important section of your entire business plan. Uh, look, the bottom line is you can have the greatest idea uh, on the face of this planet, but if you can't sell it and you can't reach customers, then it's basically worthless. Uh, you know, it sounds harsh, but it's the truth. And this is yep. what this is what really separates the winners from losers. Um, there's a lot of people out there that have had, let's be honest, mediocre ideas, um, but they've made millions. They've, they've, they've made more than a comfortable lifestyle for them simply because they knew who to attract, what to say to certain groups of people. Uh, and this is what the marketing and sales strategy section means to me. Yeah, so one of the things, too, the, about the business plan and a lot of the books and things that, that are out there that kind of gets me, um, you know, one, one thing I would do, and we'll talk about this here in a little bit, but putting your financial projections first, so that way you can put your goals on paper, and then doing this section. And, and this is always something in every bi- you know business planning book, every website, it's always done this way. Um, but basically, when you're looking at your sales and marketing plan, how are you going to meet these goals that you have? What are the tactics you're going to do? Is it going to be all online marketing? Is it going to be um, doing events? Is it going to going to expos? Is it going door to door, knocking and selling vacuum cleaners? You know, is that part of your your sales and marketing strategy? Um, 
then put it in here, put it in this section, and make sure that when you're putting your, your financial projections out there, that these tactics are going to help you get there. Because yep. um, if, if you're not, then, then, then what's the point of doing them? You know, and if it's something that you're an expert in, you know, definitely put that in there, but you're going to have to get outside your comfort zone here a little bit. Um, you know, kind of in, in my example earlier, one of the things that I didn't do is I didn't put all these different types of tactics in here. I knew a couple different tactics that I was good at, so I, I stuck to those. But there's so many other tactics out there that, that you can do to, to drive your, your finances and to drive success. Um, put them in here. You know, get outside your comfort zone. You know, and if it's going to networking groups and you're not good in front of people, you need to find somebody that is, right? So make sure that you put these things in here and, and a reason and how you're going to accomplish these things. Yeah, unfortunately, what, what Steve just said there, I, I know it could be a source file with a lot of people. Um, we live in a day and age where uh, there's plenty of books, plenty of articles and people out there that tell you that all you need to do is sit behind a computer screen, uh, pump out blog after blog and, and tweet your butt off and customers are going to come pouring in. And yeah, sure, there's always that one or two businesses that actually had success doing only that strategy, but uh, you know, you might as well play the lottery uh, if that's how you think. Uh, it's it's the exception, not the rule. And I'm not saying that that those are bad strategies. Those are very very good strategy. And uh, majority of the businesses out there can utilize inbound marketing, but it shouldn't be your only weapon. It shouldn't be your only tool. Um, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do, you're going to have different groups of people that you're attracting. Um, you know, I know we're all led to believe that you need to have a very finite group of people, a, a very specific target market. I, I'm going to kind of go against the grain here and say that's not true. I think that you can have different personas, different types of people you can target with your product or service that you're offering. All that means is that these different groups of people are going to need to be uh, targeted a different way. Um, and what your marketing and sales plan is really kind of figuring out what are the tools that you need. And in what combination do you need to use these, these certain tools, right? If you're going to go out and build the house, you want to just bring a hammer, right? Different parts of the house are going, are going to require different types of tools. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, I know it's not sexy and I know it's not in vogue, but uh, look, there's still some business strategies and, and sales tactics such as picking up the phone. You can call it cold calling. You can call it whatever you want. But uh, it might be the best strategy for a certain group of people that you're trying to target. Uh, the reality of it is that, you know, not everybody is online. Not every business is, is reading your, your Twitter feed, unfortunately. So a lot of times you just need to, you know, maybe pick up the phone. Maybe you just need to simply drop into a business. Uh, you know, there's different tactics. And this is, uh, you know, I guess if we're going to plug our own business, this is what we try to do. This is where we try to help companies excel in is figuring out what are the tools that you need, what combination you need them in. And, and every business is unique. And it's, it's absolutely laughable to think that every business should be pigeonholed uh, and treated as, you know, just like every other business in terms of gaining new business. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. Your business is unique. That's why you started. Uh, that's why you're an entrepreneur. Is you, you didn't want to be like everybody else. If you wanted to be like everybody else, you would be in a corporate job doing the same thing as probably 500 other people. Uh, so you 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 obviously have an idea. You have a a product or whatever it is that you have that you think is unique, and and it is unique. So 
it also needs a unique approach on how to reach customers. Um, so take the time. And um, uh, I know it's difficult. There's going to be some things that are going to be painfully obvious uh, that you need to do. Um, and you're not good at it. So there's plenty of resources, though, uh, thankfully, out there that can help you. Yep, yep. So any other things on that? No, I think we're good. I think let, let's let's move on. Sure. So uh, other than that, you got to do your funding. Um, this is not optional. Uh, <laughs> even if you don't have plans on taking out a business loan or pitching your idea to some venture capitalist, um, you know, you need to you need to understand uh, the money involved to start your business. Um, and, and luckily, we we do live in a day and age where uh, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Um, it, it, it could be, you know, literally maybe a hundred bucks, but you need to put it down. You need to figure out what, what type of, uh, investment that you need. Yeah. I think this is important too. Like you said, even if it's a hundred bucks, you kind of need to know where your break even point is. Mm -hmm. So if you're self funding it and you put, you know, your, your life savings into it, you need to know how, where and how to, to break even. So it, it's just kind of a benchmark if anything. Uh, but if you are going outside and you're trying to get funding from other places, you know, it's a great place to put this down here. So mm -hmm. de definitely go through the, the, the process. Yeah, yeah. And even if that means that you need to nag your parents for a few bucks, uh, <laughs> put it down. Uh, and That's what they're there for anyway. So, <laughs> Right. What else are your parents good for, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, the last section is your financial projections and uh, – People are going to cringe at this, um, but don't 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 look at this as some kind of boring chore. This is actually can be quite it's quite exciting, uh, at least to me. I mean, there's nothing more fun to me, at least. Maybe maybe I'm sounding like a nerd here, but just sitting down and, and to project out, uh, your, you know, your your sales goals. You know, how much money does your business want to make? Uh, let's face it, you know, we're we're not in here and and being business owners to be good Samaritans. We we wanna we wanna make money and there's nothing wrong with that, um, and, and this is this is where you kind of start to daydream a little bit in this section. Um, you know, how much money do you plan your business making in the next one month, three months, one year, etc. And then kind of starting at that high level and working backwards. Um, this is really the goal setting. We all know that it's important to set goals, um, and this is what this section is for. So. Uh, set some goals for yourself. Make sure, you know, the reasonable goals, uh, make sure that you can attain them, but also make sure that they're just not a walk in the park. Uh, yep. You want it to be a little bit of a stretch goal. So you get a little bit of that queasy feeling in your stomach, but that's what's going to keep you hungry. And that's what's going to make you do things that you never thought possible. Yep. Like we said earlier, too, I, I think this is a great great opportunity to put you, what you want to do, how you want to do it, and then go backwards to your sales marketing. How do we, how do we make this happen? How do we make this a reality and, and go from there? So mm -hmm. um, again, yeah, like, like Scott said, this, this is one of the things that people probably put off the most, mm -hmm. but it could be as easy as saying, okay, we want X amount of customers. Each customer is worth X. Here, here's our projection. This is what it is. Um, you know, start with something, start with a goal and then, and then implement it and do it. Yeah, so uh, that about wraps it up as far as all the sections. Um, and, and again, um, business uh, is very fun. Business can be lucrative. Um, but let's let's be honest. I mean, there's going to be a lot of tough times. There's going to be a lot of times where 
You're not, you're going to question yourself. You're, you're not going to know if you, if you're doing the right thing. This is what the business plan does. It, it kind of brings you back to ground zero. Um, you, you know, things are going to get chaotic at times. It, it's kind of the nature of life. You're going to seem lost. I would encourage you to, to bring out this document, reread it and maybe make some changes. Um, you know, read it as much as possible. You don't have to read it every single day, but it should be something that you at least glance over. Um, this is going to help set your kind of your daily and weekly and monthly goals that you want to set out for yourself. And it's hard to put it down into numbers, but you'd be surprised about how successful you can be by just going through these steps and, and putting your thoughts on paper. Yep. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, if anything, it helps you set up what you want to do, how you're going to do it. And it gives you an execution plan, right? That, that's one of the most important things in a business is how are you going to execute this? You know, if you're still that uh, part-time guy, you know, working on it at night, you still have a full-time job, this helps you get out there and this helps you put, okay, these are the tactics that I need to do once the kids go to bed or once I have a little bit of free time or on my lunch break, I need to go and I need to call X amount of people or I need to do this. You know, it helps you put that stuff out there and helps you put that, those type of tactics in place and how you're going to get there. Um, so I, I, again, just kind of wrap up and I'll be done with this, but this is, uh, I think one of the most important things once you're getting going, you already know your product, you already know your service, yeah. put it out there, put it on, on some sort of paper and like, like Scott said, you know, continue to go back to it, um, you know, not every day, but definitely look it over, definitely change it, tweak it, and make it part of your company. Make it part of your company culture to know this kind of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, ditto. <laughs> ditto. Nice. Ditto. <laughs> nice summary. Ditto. <laughs> ditto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and remember, I mean, um, <clears throat> going through these steps is all great and wonderful, but if you don't act, it's pointless. Um, yep. uh, you know, I, 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 I'm guilty of it too. I'm not perfect. Uh, you know, you, you can create all these great plans and, and stuff like that. But if you don't actually act on it, then it's it's just a big waste of time. Um, yep. So, uh, look, there's a lot of information out there on the Web today. Uh, I'm guessing you're probably on Twitter, on Facebook. You're getting blasted every single day about what you need to do in, in order to be successful. This is going back and keeping it basic. You need to keep it basic. Sometimes you 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 need to take a step back and look at the high level things. Um, you know, a lot of times people will jump in and they think that they need, uh, you know, this really incredible fancy looking website right away. That's going to get them business. What this business plan does is it, is it really gets down what, what's the most important. And uh, you're not going to have everything from day one. You're not going to have probably the slickest site um, <laughs> or a lot of money to back up uh, your sales strategy. But it's going to help put things in perspective. Yep. So other than that, you got any uh, last uh, parting words of wisdom, Steve? No, I think I, I hope you guys found this uh, valuable. And, uh, you know, like we said earlier, you know, just get out and do it. Mm -hmm. Make it happen. Yeah, get the work, bums. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's good, Steve. Okay. Yeah, well, then and until next week, everybody, uh, you know, keep on keep on going and, and we'll – Keep doing these once a week and help you through your business. Absolutely.